Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to the 167th edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fairservice, and we are here. We're going to talk about your Los Angeles Angels on the come up, the most exciting team in baseball. Can't get enough, and that's why everybody's here. Uh, big road trip, big uh, big th- two game, uh, big three game series in Toronto. Really exciting. Uh, you know, it's it's tough to follow a team that has the best players all the time, but uh, here at uh, and halos all day. We make it happen. Uh, but no, of course, we'll talk about your Toronto Blue Jays, who uh, did in fact face the Angels to uh, to not so great a result. But, uh, you know, it was a bad homestand. Actually, that's what, what they have to talk about. The fact that they were 1-6 and six on the homestand and lost only won, what, seven games in uh, May? I don't know. Uh, but whatever we'll do. I'm going to do it with the same person I always do. I'm going to be joined by, uh, by Old Reliable. Uh, Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Uh, Stoughton, how are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. <laughs> got, got away from me a little bit there. That's, yeah. Well, it's, because it's halos all day, we have to switch the pattern up and do it the opposite. Uh, as always. As always, Old Reliable, <laughs> Andrew Stoughton. I, I thought perhaps uh, it was uh, Warriors Rockets related, but okay. That's fair. No, it's a commercial. I, I'm not... Uh, paying too close attention to that basketball contest as we record here on Thursday night. Uh, Thursday night, of course, the day uh, there was no Blue Jays game this evening. It was this afternoon. It was another one of the Facebook games. I'm glad we don't talk about that as, as evidenced by the fact that after the first time, they do it again, and then everyone just forgets that it's a big deal and just watches it on Facebook and shuts up about it for the most part. Well, also, who the hell wants to watch the Blue Jays right now? I think was part of it. I mean, <laughs> when, when the, they were going well and people actually wanted to watch the games... Uh, what an outrage to have it on Facebook. But then after getting like gut punched, you know, two out of three games or whatever the hell it was, um, I understand people want to be just being like, yeah, no, no, thanks. I'm not even going to complain that this uh, is not a thing. It's yeah, it's got it's been bad. I think they're 10 and 21 over their last 31 games since say 13. That's not good. No, it's not. That's not good at all. I mean, there is one team that's been worse than them. That's the Baltimore Orioles. And that is literally the only Major League Baseball team to be worse than them over that spin. That's, uh, well, uh, blessings for tiny miracles or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But it ain't good. It's not good. Uh, They're not this bad, of course. Well, they, they are actually, no. They are this bad if they pitch this poorly. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. There's no no depth that anyone could ever um, build up that's going to cover provide cover for a uh, rotation that's just unable to get deep into games. Save save J Hap. So uh, before we decide how, before we figure out how we're going to save the Blue Jays, it's interesting to me that you said they got gut punched because I feel like they've been getting like beat. Like beat real bad very often. Yeah, those have More sort of so been al- than... alternated from from the gut punches. Well, no, I mean, what, uh, on Wednesday it felt, and Dan Schulman kept saying this too, and I, you know, Schulman being the best, I think captured the feeling perfectly and sensed the same thing that was sort of palpable uh, to anybody who was watching the game. But it, it just the outs were so difficult to get. And it just felt like they had a 3-1 lead and they kept managing to scrape out of it and get out of it. Uh, but you never felt real comfortable that that one uh, was going to go in their favor. And then, of course, it didn't. And then there was the one against the A's where they were they up 4 nothing and gave up five runs in the eighth inning, including the Grand Slam. Um, 
those are tough. People do not uh, care to expend, you know, three hours of emotional energy watching a game only to have it blow up in their face like that when they when they feel that they've got to win. It's it's I think a lot easier for people to tune out in these beatings, uh, which have also been coming a little too frequently. It's delightful. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I was thinking about the Facebook game today. Um, that which, of course, that game was a blowout. It, it it didn't necessarily feel like a blowout. It just sort of slipped away. Like okay, they were down three, and then down four, and then down five. Uh, but it was the Facebook announcer guy who kept calling him because they spent a lot of time talking about Vladimir Guerrero, or as he's also known, Vladimir Vladimir Guerrero. <laughs> which was driving i could see it in my tl people being like i don't know if i can hang with this any longer if he keeps calling him guero because that is <laughs> weird and unnatural it's uh it's not like his dad didn't play for 20 goddamn years yeah no it's true um but yeah i i we i know we spent time talking about it before the uh the Facebook thing, like I, I, as soon as you hit the quiet mode or the whatever that gets rid of the comments and whatever, I did not. I was, I mean, again, I was at my desk, just kind of sitting there, popping in, popping out. One thing I found was the sound went out of sync a little bit. Other than that, it was just a regular game with uh, Wally Joyner doing the color, which was a little bit unusual. It, it was. I mean, I, I've had all sorts of technological problems with this. I. I, I I have a good, powerful computer, which was not running it properly. I have a bullshit, cheap-ass computer, which I usually run, you know, my uh, a lot of TV stuff off of, though I try to avoid TV from the web because I find that that bullshit computer is not stable enough, uh, not powerful enough to do it. Uh, it was just getting nowhere, so I watched the game. <laughs> I think I mentioned to you uh, a few weeks back, like, about doing, you know, maybe we should do video stuff. I have, like, this little tripod that I could put my... Uh, uh, my phone with, with so that I can, mm-hmm. you know, if I wanted to film a video uh, using my phone, the cameras on those iPhones are pretty fancy. Uh, so I just flip the phone around and I'm like, all right, I'm sticking it in the tripod and sitting at my desk and <laughs> watching it like that, which was actually uh, not that bad, but also terrible. Um, but <laughs> it, it's funny that you mentioned the sound going out of sync because I find that on the good computer with MLB uh, TV as well. So. Uh, it's all a mess ever since uh, the production of, of uh, or ever since MLB AM went to Disney. I don't know if that's what the problem is or what, but uh, yeah, I don't think it's of, unfair to say that it's uh, it's been trash this year. Though on my uh, you know my little Roku stick, uh, everything works beautifully. It's it's bizarre for just that tiny little like forty dollar piece of technology as opposed to like you know a five hundred dollar computer. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything just works great on it. Anyway, everything that, that, that's good. I, I speaking, agree. Speaking of working great, the Angels. The, yeah, the, well, the Angels aren't working great, but they look pretty good against the Blue Jays. Um, of course, the you know taking two of three, the Jays, as we said, uh, one and seven home stand, one and six home stand. So they got mm. they got swept in four in a four game series by the A's, uh, which is not good. The A's are not good. They have some interesting players here and there, but they're not a good team. Uh, the Angels are a pretty good team. Their bullpen is a significant problem. But other than that, there's not a lot to uh, complain about. I mean, again, the Jays are facing a team that 
we believe them to be in a similar uh, of a similar caliber, um, but it didn't look that way for the most part. I mean, the Angels have Mike Trout, who didn't. I mean, he did he hit a, he hit a home run off the top of the fence today. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't. He wasn't especially. I mean, he just did Mike Trout stuff. It's like oh, he just drew a walk. I uh, I so I went to the game yesterday, and I was talking to. I end up sitting with the Zoobs, or your boy the Zoobs, nice. regular you know friend of the show, and, and mm-hmm. Blake Murphy. Actually, I sat with them for a little bit. And uh, before I do that, I should I need to shout out Shane Smith, who uh, slid, slid into my DMs and offered me tickets because he couldn't use them uh, to that game last night on, on Wednesday, and I got to go, and it was great. And I'm very thankful. So thank you to Shane. Um, and then I got to hook up with the with the Zoobs and Blake, and the Zoobs was talking about watching Trout. I was just it's, it's similar to when he went to. He said he talked about going to Cincinnati. And they got and they were watching Joey Votto, and he said he thinks he, Votto took like one hard swing the entire time because he's Joey Votto. He's like, I can just take a walk, you know, it's it's it'll be fine. And Trout's the same way, just like walk, walk, walk. And next thing you know, he's scored two or three runs in a, a game, and and he actually he made a nice catch in the outfield, and and then Joey Otani who looked a little rough against Estrada at time, no, against against Estrada, and then today he had like a bunch of just balls that he pissed all over and. Ran the bases like a maniac and just did regular Otani stuff. And yeah, I don't know. The Angels are pretty good. Yeah. Know, did you, if like in terms of trying to like size them up as a as a wild card rival? I don't know what your thought was. You, I don't think you watch them as closely as as the rest of us Halo fans. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I don't. Um, yeah, I mean, no, the, no, I mean, obviously, I mean, Estrada did pitch today, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know who it was that Otani was uh, was struggling with. Uh, mm-hmm. Sanchez had, you know, he was looking all right. Uh, on Wednesday for a time, mm-hmm. um, though you know the usual not to t- not to talk about the Blue Jays on this Halos podcast, but uh, uh, <laughs> but you know he uh, you know he's got to <laughs> like every single goddamn pitcher that the Jays have, he's got to get uh, deeper into games. Like uh, ninety seven pitches through five is uh, is not going to cut it. Um, but yeah, the Angels obviously are a. A bit of a flawed team, like not unlike the Jays, but when you have Otani and you have Trout, that's uh, that's really enormous. And Simmons was uh, uh, Simmons is Simmons. He's a terrific player as well, obviously. Um, but yeah, it, it's it feels it, they don't feel like a team, you know, that's going to run away with things. They look like exactly what people thought, and they kind of uh, I think have been what a lot of people thought so far. They're not uh, they're not mm-hmm. the Red Sox or Yankees and running away with things because obviously the pitching is an issue. And mm-hmm. uh, you know I don't know. It's a what, what struck me I guess is um, and this isn't so much about Trout, but just watching Trout and thinking that you know, I mean I guess it was three years ago now, but uh, uh, like really Josh <laughs> that guy playing third base for the Blue Jays uh, beat this guy for the MVP. Because <laughs> Donaldson sure don't look right, and sure doesn't look like he'd be mm. in that conversation right now. And obviously, uh, he's hurting. Obviously, the shoulder is still bothering. I think uh, your friend and I, uh, mine, friend of the show, Jonah Birnbaum, uh, uh, tweeted something that I uh, I retweeted today, and I have it in a piece that's coming up. Uh, it's going to be up on Friday morning at the Athletic about uh, Donaldson's spray chart and the fact that he's just not pulling anything, and uh, and wondering whether that is related to. Uh, the shoulder troubles still, which seems <laughs> entirely likely, given that that's you know a physical thing we know that he's going through, and uh, yeah, to see he is not firing on all cylinders yet, and to see Trout go out and still be Mike Trout, and to think back mm-hmm. and be like, oh, 2015, yeah, Donaldson, 
quite rightly, I think. I don't know that it was necessarily, you know, it was probably closer than the vote uh, would have told you because of the playoff thing, probably. But, you know, Donaldson earned that MVP award uh, against the, against fucking Mike Trout, who was uh, still utterly ridiculous. Well, right now, not only is Trout firing on all cylinders, he looks like a guy who has extra cylinders mm-hmm. as well. Um, Trout's really running the bases a bit more aggressively this year. He's kind of trying to steal more bags, and and uh, he showed. I don't know if he. I don't think he threw anybody out. That was Cole Calhoun who was throwing people out the whole all week long. Yes, that's but, right. But uh, he, he he spent a lot of time on his arm, like making his arm a lot stronger, and it seems like it's getting a bit more respect around the league, and and uh, just to make himself a, a more of a you know just kind of a league average in terms of throwing. Um, but uh, again, of course, he's the best power hitter in the game. Who's also the best hitter? Who's also has the best eye? Who also plays center field and and runs? It's a, it's quite the combination for them. But uh, but yeah, the Blue Jays. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess well, that's okay. Yeah. Well, the, the Donaldson thing. So I think it was on the Statcast uh, Statcast podcast. Well, I, I haven't actually listened to it yet, but uh, it was, uh, listener Chris, uh, my guy from the Great Blue Heron, he uh, he mentioned today that on Statcast they talked about how. Two years ago, Josh Donaldson played one of the deepest third bases, and now he is the second most shallow. Like only Danny Valencia is playing, plays third base as uh, shallow as as Donaldson does, which kind of leads maybe leads some credence to the fact that yeah, his shoulder's not right or he's not his throwing isn't right. I mean, just me watching him yeah. throw, yeah. it doesn't he doesn't it doesn't look like he's whipping across the infield like I would expect you know him to do that doesn't mean anything let's not pretend like it does but uh i think it does a little bit I, I thought there was one where he where he fielded it in the shift and he was a lot you know almost playing a, at shortstop uh mm-hmm. or or maybe even closer to second but where where the the where it was a shorter way across the diamond to the to first base where I, he got a lot on it and i was like yeah it just doesn't feel like when he's a little bit farther away uh that he's able to do that and also oh, i mean that... talk, t- talking about the you know the the playing deeper too i mean uh, you know, maybe not necessarily even just the the throwing, but the mobility overall. The lateral quicks. You got to have those lateral quicks if you're going to play uh, third base in the big leagues. Oh no, I don't, I don't know about that. But um, <laughs> yeah, the, the biggest issue right now with with the Blue Jays, and I mean the Angels are no great shakes this way either. But to keep it with back to the Blue Jays on this ostensibly Blue Jays podcast, um, the starting pitching is just bad, right? Like it's not good. Hap. Uh, pitched really well, but I mean, you see Sanchez, what did he walk, five guys the other night? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Estrada was like way up in the zone a lot today. Um, it's just not, they're not getting good turns out of the, out of the, out of the, um, out of the rotation. And that, it really sets the tone. I mean, the, the, the bullpen, I think you mentioned Jonah, he was calling it the dad bullpen because it's all just like these old dudes who, who are uh, mustering, you know, they're doing fine, but they can't be expected to get all these high, leverage outs every single night <laughs> they, you don't uh, think they you know, could go the, four innings every night <laughs> yeah between like the four of them that are comp i mean aaron loops actually yeah. was pitching pretty well he got some good mop-up work in the other day but but yeah it is um it's worrisome the rotation more than anything this is the team that that was built upon this uh, uh you know a lot of talk saying, "Oh, the Jays have the best rotation in the in the American League." I don't know what these people are talking about. They they can get a lot of outs between Sanchez and Stroman and and Happ and Estrada and Jaime Garcia. I would, um, but now we've got yeah. Garcia on the DL on his way back after his bout of left arm shittiness. And 
Stroman on the DL, else. of course, as well. Stroman on the DL, like not throwing in the you know. I think he's, the, he started he's a gym. he started a throwing program, but I don't know that that mean I don't think that means he's off a mound yet. No, no. Um, I would like to say though, though I have have been you know throughout had been throughout the offseason optimistic about the the rotation. I I made a, a a point made a point to myself to not go down the road of being like, oh yeah, best rotation in the in the division, as I've heard others uh, claim, uh, which which really was putting a lot on Emma Garcia, <laughs> because <laughs> the top of some of those rotations are pretty all right. I think Boston's rotation looks pretty good. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I mean, and God damn it, you know, Tanakh and Severino, and yeah, it's uh, that seemed a bit... It seemed a bit of a stretch, but it felt like a, it was felt like it was a rotation that could hang with those kind of teams, especially because it was maybe a little bit deeper at the back, maybe at the four more than the five. But you were kind of hopeful for for uh, for a Garcia, and uh, and yeah, it's just been bad. It's just been it's been real bad, and uh, it's getting to the point where, and I'm always you know the last one off the fucking ship. I feel, but uh, but it, it is on one hand. You can feel a little optimistic because you're like, <laughs> Estrada should be. We've talked about this a bit. Like Estrada should be better than this, though he worries me because just of how the game's changed and how, of how bad he was last year and how, you know, he had a he had an excuse, but it was a little dubious and you could sort of parse the numbers, but it was also like, I don't know, he didn't have a great year. Uh, Stroman, I'm not, I'm not worried about, but he's obviously, you know, not on the field. Sanchez. Is like you know, I think he's had to change his grip a little bit to uh, to make sure he avoids the blister issues and spent so much time away from throwing off a mound and was always a guy who uh, who didn't you know who who had trouble with command. I think I don't know if it was with Jonah or the Zooms or somebody. One of, one of those guys was tweeting about uh, or somebody on Jay's Twitter was tweeting about his ass was just like, yeah, he came in with that big ass in 2016. And uh, and then he found his command, and now he doesn't look like he's got that big fucking ass anymore. And and there goes the command. It's uh, it's all ass related, which I think was was uh, you know related back to the Strochez breakup, um, which obviously I don't I, I don't buy that, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, I don't but, think- but there there may be legitimate excuses. There may be reasons why the performance has gone a little bit sideways. That's. And that's maybe okay, and you think that maybe it can get better, but we're are we ten starts deep on these guys at this point? Like mm-hmm. they're gonna have to get it together, or we're gonna just we're gonna have to maybe recalibrate what we think they really are. Well, you you mentioned the other rotations in the division, um, and each of them are, uh, are experiencing their ups and downs. I think that this last maybe the last two, turn through the Yankees rotation has been a little bit disappointing for Yankees fans who have a really high standard and a team that won. Has won like I don't know what their record is right now, but at one point they were what, twenty and four or twenty and two in the month of May, something obnoxious like that. But then Tanaka's not been quite what you thought, and then I think CC Sabathia was not very good his last time out, and you know Severino's still really good, but there there are still some questions about the Yankees rotation. And then the same thing in Boston, they're wondering like how many how many more starts can we give Drew Pomerantz because between the one guy that won the Cy Young before, and then the other guy that won the Cy Young before, and then the other guy that we have that's really good, <laughs> we're running out of pitchers, but. 
the the Blue Jays haven't had any good turns through the rotation, realistically. I mean, obviously, April, they won a lot of games. But but even then, there were still some questions. Mm-hmm, you have sure. to look at the numbers now. Um, and, and really, other than Jay Happ, nobody has performed anywhere close to not even an expectation, but like a reasonable, okay, not ideal, but it's 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 really been, yeah, been like they're, poor. And they're I think, below the error mm-hmm. bar. They're below the error bars, I think, at this point. Oh, I don't they, think that's unfair to maybe say not, at all. Maybe not Garcia, but the other guys, Jesus Christ. And now I have two fears about this right now. Number one, you know, you're losing, you're, you're losing the season, which is, um, you know, scary. But at some point, that conversation needs to happen, mm-hmm. whether or not this is it. And I mean, we're coming up to June 1st in the next, uh, you know, 10 days or so, um, or even less, depending on what day today actually is. Um, but like or a week, a week away from the 1st of June, where there need to be some decisions made, there need to be some... Um, you know, the kind of the wheels need to get put into motion in one direction or another. The rotation features a couple of your best um, p- 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 free agents to be. So you got to start to wonder. Okay, well, maybe we don't want to trade Marcos, Marco Estrada, um, but now it's a, maybe we can't, right? But maybe he doesn't have a lot of value. Um, maybe, and then as the rotation continues to 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 suffer, to lag, to stro- to drag, um, you know, the rest of the, it's going to drag the rest of the team down because now some of these old man found money types start to get exposed and overworked and tired. And suddenly, oh, maybe then Tyler Clippert is a piece we could move on to somebody else. Maybe John Axford is a piece we could move on. Maybe it's just some of these guys that are here on these one year deals that could be a little bit of found money. If you're running them out there four days a week and now all of a sudden they're getting, they're getting lit up a little bit. Well, that doesn't have an appeal, and that's not as likely to be able to improve the next good Blue Jays club if this isn't it, which, you know, it's getting closer and closer to being reality that this isn't it. This isn't the next good Blue Jays team. I don't think anyone's going to push back too hard against it. All, all is not lost. And if magically everything snaps back together at the same time, we're laughing. <laughs> we're talking about yeah. a contending team. We're talking about a team that can keep up with a team with the best player in the world and the guy who looks like he could be the second best player of the world and maybe the best defensive shortstop of all time who also happens to hit like 320 just for fun and and also Justin Upton who's you know as good as the Jays best player right now for the most part <laughs> fuck but <laughs> yeah but, <laughs> but yeah like so it becomes like a what happens next what what is the order of things that need, that need to happen uh, that has to happen still and that's when we get into the roster crunch that we talk about all the time. I mean, Pierce is still, it looks like he's a ways away. But some of the other player, players are starting to come back. But that's something that I sort of wanted to talk about, and maybe we can transition to this a little bit, is, is how would you prioritize the players that are in the mix right now in terms of who would you like to see moved on? And, and like, like do you ha- is there such a thing as that? Is that sort of how you can look at what the Jays have now, what's in place now, what might be useful to, 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 uh, to bring in more talent for later? It's a great question. Um, and, you know, I, for me, I sort of uh, try to think of it, I guess, in, you, know, it, or we're, you know, we're trained to, to think about it or conditioned to think about it in like, you know, you reach a point and then it's like, then everybody can go. But you're probably right in sort of framing it as, uh, you know, some guys could be moved, you know, for the, to take an obvious example, even though I don't think this is how it would work. You know, you can move out of Josh Donaldson and bring up a Vlad Guerrero and the, you can't say that you'd be just as good off for it. 
But that's maybe something. But that's that's maybe a strategy that they can take. I think Shai Davidi wrote about you know this kind of these kinds of questions uh, in a piece that came out here on on Thursday and reminded us that uh, Shapiro with CC Sabathia traded him early, traded him June seventh or July seventh, just in order to get more back because they were giving up a longer term, you know, even though it's three months as opposed to two months, just giving mm-hmm. his new, you know, the Brewers at the time, uh, an extra month of, of having him in the lineup. There was extra value to that. And so Shai's point being, that's, that's how he thought then. Maybe that's how he thinks now. Maybe that's how the organization ends up thinking about uh, moving early on some guys. And, uh, and, and it'll, it'll be interesting because, like you say, there you know some guys won't have, or maybe won't have value in early July. Might build some up by the end. Might build build some up by, you know, uh, the August deadline. And uh, and I, I honestly don't know. I don't know if there's some anybody that I'm necessarily prioritizing. I think any uh, if you decide that the season isn't going the way it's going to go, I think any of the uh, free agents to be are obviously in play. Uh, you probably you you know you could you could well decide that some some guys would term like a smoke or a, a Solarte a Grichuk if that doesn't end up working out uh, and then go real young next year which would be um, it would be something that's for sure but but uh, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I don't know about that uh, and I don't know if the that the team's ready to do that but I mean if they're if you're gonna have a if you're gonna have a giant dip in attendance. Either way, maybe they'll look at that and say, "Well, we, you know, what's the difference? We might as well." We've already had that giant dip. Exactly. In yeah. So, you know, it, that's that's the reality now. It's not coming back next year. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. But in terms of specific individuals, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I, I'm not ready to to write off the season yet. But yeah, you got to start thinking about it because it it doesn't look like it's going the right direction. And actually, this is a sort of not to continue rambling, but this is sort of the crux of what I was writing about or that people will see at uh, on Monday morning at The Athletic, so maybe you're already seeing it right now, which is that, you know, there are things you could Friday, do... Friday morning? Yeah, Friday morning. What the fuck day did I say? Excuse me. Yeah, I don't know. Monday. <laughs> yeah, Friday morning, uh, which is that there are things you could do to tinker, to make things better right now. You can... Uh, you could move some pieces around. You could, you know, Tim Mays is in the minor leagues. Al Albuquerque's having a good time in, in Buffalo for now. Uh, Joe Biagini looks like a guy who needs to stop starting and could give you a couple innings and help save the dad bullpen at least a little bit, even if the starters mm-hmm. falter. And as a guy who thrived in that kind of role. Uh, and... You know, there are other, you know, guys will get healthy. There are other ways that, that you could go about it, but it's sort of going to be telling how the Jays approach the tinkering that they do uh, because I think it will be a little bit of a window into how many chips they're willing to push in on 2018, which has to be a dwindling number at this point, right? I mean, which which is mm-hmm. a thing that comes up all the time in the the conversation about the the New Hampshire guy who's just lighting the goddamn world on fire as well. So we're talking about that kind of stuff all the time uh, out here among the uh, the unwashed masses. I think about it this way, in terms of a, a tier. So I, I look at Josh Donaldson and Jay Happer, the two players who could or would earn a, a qualifying offer. 
probably, you know, Donaldson for sure and Hap pretty likely. So if you if you trade if if you so what I'm trying to say is I I the reason that I started to think about this is because I I think very highly of Jay Hat and I think that he's the player other than Donaldson who is going to bring the best return um especially among the free agents especially among the free agents to be so yeah, I, I think not, I, to to jump in for a second uh John mm-hmm. Heyman John Heyman wrote about sort of under the radar trade targets and I think a piece uh today Thursday whatever but uh Hap was on there said he he figured you can get a top 100 prospect back for Hap I mean I don't see why you wouldn't if if Mark Melanson got a team Felipe Rivero and, and I pardon my excuse, my apologies to um uh, Rivero I know he changed his name but I can't think of what it is at the moment um but uh Jay Hap uh is really good and my thought is if there's a good trade out, like he's not a guy that I'm going to trade for anything again. And if John Heyman thinks you can get a top 100 guy for him, that's awesome. Um, but no matter what happens, if you do trade him or if you do keep him, I'm if I'm the Blue I'm I'm very interested to bring J Hat back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I would almost like to see sort of like a AJ Burnett situation with the Phillies or sorry the Pirates at the end, like do a one year deal and maybe look at another one year deal and. And uh, basically let him go as long as he wants to play. Because, again, Hap's like 36 years old, but he's still very effective. He still throws very hard. Um, and he seemed he, he chose to come back, right? He, he didn't have to sign with the Blue Jays. They saw, uh, you know, gave him that, that deal that looks hilarious now in, 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 in retrospect. A uh, great deal by, uh, mm-hmm. by Roth Atkins. But, but I, I, think, I would be very I, interested in having him come back. So if I, you, I, I think that if, was Tony LaCava, to be Oh, who, to oh, be oh fair. there you go. Whoever signed it. Whoever deserves those, I don't care. Yeah, none of them. I don't care. I I, I want that all, all credit to go to Jay Happ, who uh, yeah, who continued to produce at that high level after that um, nice little run with the Pirates at the end of twenty uh, whatever that was fifteen. Mm-hmm. So I want him back. And you and know what? And if, that, that sort of jives not to uh, not to tangent mm-hmm. too much, but that jives with some, you know stuff that Atkins has said about you know roster construction and Shapiro has said about you know. You don't want to go all young. You don't want you, you don't want to have a team that's all old guys like they kind of do now, mm-hmm. and you don't want to have a team that's just all kids. Uh, so that maybe makes sense in a in a way uh, to continue to have a J Hap back. But you can still tr- you can trade him and sign him back. You can trade him, sign him back, and that if you're so selfishly, if you're the Blue Jays, if you trade him, you have now removed like now there won't be a qualifying offer. So he's that can help his potential earnings but also if you're the team might cost you a bit more where if you hang on to him maybe that is a more you puts you the team in a better position to certainly does yeah absolutely but if there are top 100 prospect type offers out there there's no way you can't um, investigate those Um, because you could help a good team (laughs) it's true though i mean that's i mean that's your season right i mean you're calling well, the you're calling season the season. Anyway, right. It kind of is, but, but you're calling the season off if Hap is uh, if Hap is moved. Because so I say that about Jay Hap because again I value him highly. I'd like to see him return. Um, Donaldson, well, put let's put Donaldson to the side for a second. Obviously, he's going to receive a qualifying offer, uh, and then that the rest will sort of sort itself out. But I mean, I think about then the rest of the guys, maybe like Pierce in particular, Pierce and Granderson, maybe Clippard, Axford, whoever else, even O, because those got two years right on his deal um 
those are the kind of guys that, okay, let's get together, take our front office group and just t- kind of figure out what is, what are the value that we, what value do we put on those guys? And then as soon as you maybe get a deal that, that, that meets your value or, or you found out how the market values him, take a good deal, right? Just take a good deal. Don't, don't hem and haw and wait. Um, Find find out find a good deal and 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 make it happen because those again those are good players that can help good teams, um, and that's what the Blue Jays kind of hoped to be or or would have liked to have been. But uh, <laughs> this is in the hypothetical in a month from now where they've still spun their wheels for another month, right? Well, <laughs> or are you just guess, are you just done with it? I mean, I mean, I know we're just are we are we dancing around the the reality that 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 this is probably where they need to be anyway. Well, what well, they're doing right now is they're doing the same thing they did last year, but they flipped the months around. Mm-hmm. And as they slide under 500, as they slide over 500 and the Angels and Mariners, and the, and the Mariners are playing over their head a little bit, um, as the Angels and Mariners uh, continue to n- not go in the go completely in reverse, now you have to think about, well, what's it going to take in the next two months for them to, for the Jays to get to catch up to that? And watching the team now, watching... Donaldson play at seventy five percent of what he what he should be, and watching you know Teoscar Hernandez cool down, and now Kevin Pillar's had his requisite is in the middle of his requisite slump, and uh, you know Dwight Smith Jr. is a nice player, but he's he's you know what we what we disguise see him seen him as shortstop is a complete fucking disaster. Yeah, and this is I talked about we talked about this last week, and I talked about the Zoobs. I talked to the Zoobs about it yesterday that. It's not even June first, and instead of being, I wonder if they can get insurance money for Tulowitzki. It's when is Tula coming back? He's the best option to short. I mean, because Diaz, that's Diaz literally where we are. Diaz was okay. His defense wasn't too bad, he, he, and uh, he didn't hit shit. He, he didn't. He, uh, I think he was a little unlucky sometimes. I, I could, I'd give him some more run. I, I like. I mean, you got fucking Gio. At least he's a shortstop. Yeah, he is a shortstop. Uh, Guriel not a shortstop. Urshela. Yeah, I, uh, Guriel not a, a shortstop and not a big league hitter yet either. And and Ur- Urshela looking every bit the replacement level shortstop that he or replacement level player that he is. He's a, he he's done exactly what his role in this baseball world is to do. He'll come in and he'll give you his give you his all. And he he's just not good enough. Just praise him though, praise him. Oh man, that that <laughs> that was this. It, it's so funny that you wrote that piece. So uh, if you if you are not. Uh, aware Stoughton wrote about the Blue Jays walk-up songs today and I attended the game yesterday it was my first game of the year and I uh, so I was kind of trying I took note of the of the the walk-up songs because when on when you watch on TV you don't really notice and Gio Gershala his walk-up music was some of the most overtly religious it was like a hymn it oh, wasn't yeah. like a pop song it was a hymn like it was not subtle in a way that I'm used to Christian music that usually kind of says the quiet part, you know, the loud part quietly and the loud and the loud parts, whatever. It was not that. It was like a hymn. It was like really upfront and very, and it also the, the clip that was selected was the lyrics were not anything other than like, I don't even remember what they were, but it was very overt in a way that I, it took me aback. I'm like, what is he, what am I hearing right now? Anyway. Yeah, that was building 429. They're from Nashville, I think. They're from Nashville. There's a whole, <laughs> yeah. there's a whole market for that, and that, it's been like that for a long time. People realize that they're those are motivated buyers. They are hap- consumers who are happy to uh, purchase along those um, 
uh, evangelical lines. But anyway, the rest of the walk-up music was, you know, you, I think you undersold Nice for What. I'll, even though that, I don't know, was that from the New Yorker, that that, uh, that excerpt that you included? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead to rights. Everything, everything I, she said was, was like 100%, was like, oh, well. And yet, Nice for What is just too much fun. I can't even pretend like it's not just an absolute slapper. It's yeah, too good. I was kind of grading on a curve, but yeah, maybe. I... I, I I debated where to rank that one, to be honest. But uh, I mean, I debated where to rank all of them, I suppose. But I had it a little higher for it for a time. But it just, it just, I don't know. It didn't really go. It didn't go anywhere. But it, no, it's, it's got to be ahead of. Fun. It's got to be ahead of Mace, though. That Mace song, I was, yeah. I was disappointed in Classic. Russell Martin. For, no, it's not. Mace is awful. <laughs> the beat is good, though. He the 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 section, you know, the excerpt that he played is pretty good. I don't, um, yeah. not, not a big Mace guy, but uh, I don't know if that's a, that is a worthy one. But fine. That, the, the, the piece was clearly <laughs> to be made to, big, to have people argue. Not a big Mace guy. Yeah. No, I mean, you either are or you aren't. Right? You know, that's there's just one two, of those there's two kinds of world. people <laughs> in the world, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you, you, you absolutely hit the nail on the head about Kevin Pillar's walk-up song, oh. which was just... Fuck. Atrocious, atrocious. Speaking the of worst kind of F one fifty country, like oh, just trash, awful, unbelievable. Uh, speaking speaking of Pilar, it was funny to watch the Facebook game today, where the I was like, oh, you know, oh, you know, leading the leading the American League in doubles. You know, he's just uh, must be pressing too much. There's he's he's better hitter than that. He's not. He doesn't flail like he used to. And it's like, guys, no, no, we've all <laughs> we've all seen this movie before over here. Uh, He's uh, he's doing the Kevin Pillar thing where he hits like Kevin Pillar after teasing you for a little bit. It's kind of how it works. God bless Kevin Pillar. He made some nice catches this week, though. It's like there's a magnet between him and the wall. It's, it's just the wall that he wants to crash into it, and the wall wants him to smash headlong into that thing. I swear, every he he made a but yeah, he made some really nice catches despite having a terrible, terrible, terrible walk up song. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, Hap is the one that I'm like. I'm driving. If I'm the Jays, I'm driving a really hard bargain for Jay Hap. That's that's kind of what I was trying to for get. For sure, to. yeah, yeah, for sure. That that if 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 there is a top 100 type of prospect out there, if there's a really good deal out there, that's the one I want. And whether or not, I mean, the, I think back to last year, the Red Sox was it last year they traded for Drew Pomeranz and they gave up um, uh, Anderson Espinosa. Yeah. Who was like a big, big time prospect, top one hundred prospect, but like really far ago, from the big yeah. leagues. Yeah, that two years ago, yeah, really far from the big. Well, leagues. Yeah, because Espinosa like arm blew up last year, and he, I think he yeah. Right. I, yeah, but he was only like in high A. I, he was young in A ball, and that was part of what gave his him that big, um, gave his prospect stock that big, um, that helium. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find the Jays again looking at the landscape of what they have and where they are in that wind curve. If I have my druthers. I want something that's a little bit closer to, to the big leagues. Maybe again, I like the Felipe Rivero type mm-hmm. of player. But everybody else, and then maybe like Axford is an is an example of again. You can't trade everybody. You're not going to just strip the team to the you know to the wood and then throw like a really bad team out there for the for the guys who were under contract or whatever. But Axford's the kind of guy that it's a fun story, and he seems really happy to be playing here. So 
unless you get blown away, like he's the one kind of like, yeah, keep that, keep him, let him, let him stick around, let him get some saves or do whatever at the end of the year. Yeah, you can, I mean, yeah, you can't have the Bisons here. I mean, we tried that a little bit with the rotation last year, mm-hmm. uh, and it get, it does get real grim <laughs> when it's just like, oh, who who's pitching tonight? Oh, Brett Anderson's corpse. Okay, let's uh, see how that's going. Oh, it's uh, Tom Kohler. All right. Uh, Poor Tom Kohler. Yeah. Osuna is, of course, going to be the big trade. So that's that's the one we haven't spoken of yet. So Osuna's uh, administrative leave has been extended twice by the league. Mm-hmm. And then there were some rumblings or grumblings, kind of off-the-record sort of stuff, that made its way out, suggesting that it's going to be a lengthy punishment mm-hmm. when it does come down. That's what I, the, That was Heyman's title on the piece about that. I don't know if there was anybody oh. else who, who had that. Well, then there's maybe, uh, God bless John Hamer, but I'll take that with a bit of a grain. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I thought too a little bit when I saw it. Though, I have my own suspicions about about this incident. Did we talk about this? I think we talked about this, but not when we were recording. Maybe we'll leave it that way. But... Yeah, that's probably... What you're going to... What you're going to do with Roberto Osuna is a very difficult and prickly conversation... Um, no, it we, <laughs> no, I don't know. You're ready. It's so fucking, I mean, I mean, no matter, no matter where you like some, I, I, you know, I don't agree, but people will come down on the, on the, the side of the due process and second chances and all that stuff. And he's a, he's a guy who's a, who's not just a commodity, but he helps your team on the field. He's. You know, if the suspension, I mean, this is a bizarre prism to think about it through, but if the suspension is long enough, it's going to push back his free agency for another year, which just does help his, his trade value a little bit. But I, it's just, I mean, it it's just such, the like, and it, like, it just should be obvious. It's just such a horrible message to send about what your team and your brand thinks about the safety of half your fans uh and how seriously they take that and maybe i am being too kind to the people who run the toronto blue jays and the people who manage the brand and stuff but i and you know we'll see how it plays out but i i don't know that it's that that difficult a decision i mean i think i think it's gotta i think this gotta go away and i think you gotta be like you could get a lot for this guy and that just that's just the sugar that uh, that makes it easier to 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 just like like who who wants to who wants to touch this who wants to do you know and I, like like I say that being pragmatic about it is not the you know is is not the uh, I think correct approach to de- deciding what you feel about this you know like thinking about it in those mm-hmm. terms but should when we entertain the pragmatic uh, aspects of it. Just like, good God, like, you can't, you can't bring, you can't really bring him back, can you? I mean, not, and, and, and I say this, and I, I've gotten, and we sort of hit, I don't, I, like, I don't know. It, uh, I've gotten shit on, on Twitter because I, I have sort of said this, these sorts of things as well. And it's, uh, and I, I understand why people are like, you know, let the, let the process play out. But I think there is, uh, Strong reason to. I mean, I. It's funny because being the of the sort of political leaning that I am, this is a, an absurd thing to say. But if the police are are you know throwing you in jail and and are pressing charges and you're going to court, it's 
it's not a great it's not a great look it's not like necessarily uh uh something where it's it's possible that maybe it's a little more concrete than uh you know evidentially than uh some other incidents that are more reliant on other things i don't know i i, I don't no, want to get too I, deep no, into I, that I, stuff I, but 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 i just i yeah i think it's you you have you make a great point even though you are almost trying not to make it, think, in a way <laughs> okay yeah and i'll i'll say this and you you've i don't know won me over is the right way but I, the way i think about it this way and I, and we we can look to examples within this um realm or things that fall under a similar umbrella and what, i don't know where the where it originates but they say integrity is what you do when no one is watching so yeah. there's already a tension on this. Again, as you said, people have been, he's been charged or, and it, it is obviously a, a serious offense and one that the team is taking seriously. So the feeling is, my, my thought is they need to make a decision or, or hopefully they've made a decision internally about how this is going to go and what they're going to do for their team and for their brand and to have that sort of integrity within their own group and within, you know, this is the kind of organization that we are because right now the optics are, there is that, that gray area that men on the internet will always come forth with the due process and, and you never know. And that sort of make those same arguments. If there is if, if the Blue Jays make a decision to stick with him and then something comes up, out or comes up. Secure, security, security video or something. Exa- yeah. It, that's that, what that's I, exactly that's what it. I worry about. Yeah. If, not if wor- not worry surfaces, about, but I, but, but yeah. Yeah. So if a video surfaces and then there, it will be because of that is the way that our world works. It's difficult. There's cameras everywhere to, now, right? There's, mean, car, there's cameras everywhere, and also it's really hard to argue with that sort of physical evidence in the court of public appeal. So if the Jays say we're come out and say we're sticking with our guy, we've we've known him since he was 16. Um, he made a mistake. We're gonna say, like they do all of that sort of PR kind of whitewash it up and then try to brush it aside. Even though again, there was some talk about um, in his statement they they didn't they didn't take hedge. But if they do that, and then a piece of video evidence comes up that that will then cast the entire situation in a much different light, it then becomes a lot more difficult to have. Well, it, it, then then you have no integrity. Then mm-hmm. you then you then you are not an a, 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 an organization that, as you said, um, um, sticks up for half of its audience and and wants to allow the, you know half its audience to be treated this way by an employee, a high profile employee. Uh, and as as just a, a person that we would then associate with being terrible. Mm-hmm. So and, and, and to that, you know, deci- so go, no, go ahead, go ahead. Well, the thing is, like that decision needs to be made mm-hmm. without, with or without that information, with or without that knowing that it could backfire um, for again the the who who you are, and that's the sort of thing. Like, are you going to look yourself in the mirror ten years from now, fifteen years from now? You know. When you're looking at your marginal marginal surplus value flags fly that fly forever, are you going to think, yeah, but we did some really shady shit and we should we made a mistake and um, 
So hopefully they've all like they can make that decision and then and then live with the choice. Mm-hmm. And if it is he's this player has played his last game for our team because this is the kind of thing that we're not going to be associated with and and if it means you know you trade him to the Rays or wherever he's going to end up going and and you get a quarter on the dollar uh, in terms of his value as an as a baseball asset, so be it. If if you're going to dig in and make that choice then then I hope that they do it now and and not do something when the optics maybe could get worse. Mm-hmm. That's that's just sort of how so, sort of how I feel. I I think that that's extremely well said. Though I almost, you know, if to go to start from the opposite end and go to to the same point, I, you know, speaking of the potential, I don't I don't know anything about this and 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 wouldn't say even if I did, but I don't. Uh, but were there something like that? Uh, like a like a security camera it, what what I said that's what worries me is what I should have said was that's what my suspicion can, I, I can't help but tend to be to wonder is that why there's a hedge is there something that the Blue Jays know that's you know that's the cynic in me and that's obviously a, that's them taking a very different approach than having integrity that's them you know getting ahead of something that they know is is going to be bad but maybe that, in my mind, I'm like maybe maybe they know something, and that's why they're hedging uh, about details that obviously have not yet become public, and and uh, uh, that is entirely entirely baseless speculation on my part. But it's been interesting to watch how this is handled, um, and you know that's you would you would love as a fan and as someone who. It was so disappointed to hear that this was a thing that has happened. Uh, you would love to see him be exonerated and there be real credible reason to believe that this was all some sort of a mistake or or something. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, that's that's tough. That's 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 going to be tough. And um, and yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just think. Without that, without credible exoneration, it's just not something that should be uh, should be tolerated. Obviously, but also that I just don't think the explanation is going to fly real well if they if this is where you know if if they choose to try to ignore it and go forward. Can't can't uh, can't argue much about that. Um, and rightly so, right? I mean, people right, should no, yeah. be outraged if they if they if they let him pitch again. I I mean, that's I know that's angering people. I am very sure who rightly are concerned about you know not trying people in the court of public opinion. But that's uh, well. I think the the last thing that I'll say about this is that for all the reasons that we've already discussed, people are watching. And they know that, and the way that they worded the first statement suggests it. Mm-hmm. And a growing, not not you know, we said not only is fifty percent of their of the fan base, but the fan base that has the most, from their perspective, the most potential to grow is watching. People are really going to watch how they handle this and how it all shakes out. And there are there is a section of the of the audience that is not going anywhere and is unshakable in their faith. And and is and will make excuses and say we you see it every single day in every single capacity of life. People make excuses for bullshit people all day long, but 
that, those aren't the ones that you need to worry about. And so people are going to watch how the Jays do this, and you hope that they make again they make uh, they have integrity and they make decisions with integrity um, for the good for the betterment of their the, the team and what it means as a part of a community because that's really what it is. Even though it is a corporate, you know, the Rogers Baseball Operations, and it's there to sell cell phone commercial, sell cell phone ads, and, and sell home home alarm systems but it is more than that and it's an emotional investment and i hope that we don't have to plug our nose the people who are the hardcores you know the, the people who are but also the thinking fans and the thinking people who are listening to this don't have to plug their nose and and maybe think about what it means to be a baseball fan or a fan of the blue jays when the dust begins to settle on this whole thing yeah that would uh, be horribly unfair that would be ridiculous uh, we, we're running a little long on time. We, we, we keep going on and on. I, we have to do um, the thing that we always do. We have to talk about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. <laughs> yeah. But before we do that, I do want to get the get the housekeeping out of the way. Uh, of course, Birds All Day, that's the name of this podcast. I probably didn't say it at the beginning or I may have. Uh, we're powered by Patreon and we have been for 167 episodes um, plus the Super Bad episodes, which we have made exclusive to only the Patreon uh, contributors, people who are part of the Patreon campaign. So if you want to join them and get some exclusive content, um, please do. You can head over to patreon.com slash birds all day and uh, kick us a couple bucks a month. Uh, this week we're going to talk about team building and what we can learn, not necessarily from the Angels, but maybe their their divisional rivals, the Astros, and what it means to the Blue Jays going forward. So that's what we're going to talk about on Super Bad this week. Um, I think it's going to be, it can, it'll be pretty, it'll be really interesting. And we talk about all kinds of fun stuff when we do these. Um, so if you haven't, again, head over there. You can get, uh, get all the podcasts. We have a feed set up there. We have a feed set up also for those super bads. So if you are a Patreon subscriber, uh, make sure you get that, that extra bonus content that's just there for you. Uh, and as I said, hit, hit the, uh, hit the site up and, and sign up and, uh, and we'll keep this whole thing rolling. Um, and of course, if you want to just make sure you get that feed and you like what you hear, um, we host it on SoundCloud, uh, soundcloud.com slash birds all day. That's where you can grab an RSS. You can also get it on iTunes and all of your favorite uh, pod catchers and uh, stupid Spotify. What the fuck? Trying to get it on there because they're really making a move into that spot into the into the podcast uh, world. I listened to Productive Outs today on Spotify. It was delightful. Maybe that gives them, I don't know if they get money for that. But artists get paid money for if you're a premium listener and you listen to something, the artists get paid more. So hopefully the that may help the product of those guys. I don't know. But uh, listen to their podcast. And uh, and if you haven't already, we don't always do super bads. We also do sometimes we do the interview shows where we'll have a guest on. Uh, last week, we talked to uh, Alexis Bernicki uh, about Canadian baseball. And it was a great one. So if you haven't heard that one, make sure you go back and find that on uh, on SoundCloud or on iTunes or, or whatever else. And, of course, you can read uh, Stoughton. Uh, is, a, is a Blue Jays contributor and Blue Jays uh, columnist on The Athletic. So if you haven't signed up for The Athletic yet, uh, you're missing out. It is, uh, I, I heard uh, on that very podcast, uh, Trent Rosencrantz, of, uh, who covers the Reds for The Athletic, he spoke about the, the, the writing team that's been assembled for baseball in particular is like the, the dream team from, uh, from, the, from the 92, uh, 92 Olympics uh, because it's an, an incredible collection of talent and uh, really interesting stuff. So head up, hit up the Athletic if you want to read certain stuff. And I've actually started writing stuff for Vice uh, Sports here in Canada. So we've done a couple of those already. You can find that over there. Just follow me on Twitter and follow Stoughton on Twitter, or follow Birds All Day on Facebook. The, the Facebook, uh, hmm? yeah, Facebook.com/slash Birds All Day. We get it. We get it. There you go. <laughs> but no, you, I was just going to say your uh, your Vice Sports pieces were excellent. The Bautista one, uh, the previous one was the was the Vlad one as well. Enjoyed that very much. Thank you. Fighting about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is easy because Vladimir Guerrero Jr. makes it so fucking easy. Just like he makes 
it makes just like he makes look uh, makes hitting in double A at nineteen look fucking easy. It's obnoxious. It's getting out of control. He had two hits today, another home run. Uh, he's hitting like four twenty or some shit. I don't know. It's just bonkers. Um, and yet there he rots. He rots in in double A. <laughs> yeah. And why? Why is that? You know, we're getting into the convoluted kind of portion of this discussion. I was I was ranting about it today because uh, because what else what else is there to do? You can't watch the fucking Blue Jays. Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> Not on Facebook, gross. <laughs> but but you know, it's just it just always we talk about the same concern. You know, we're all cognizant of the service time concerns and of what's going into the decision and all that shit, but. Uh, to see fans cheerleading for it really it bugs me because it's uh you know it's literally you're literally taking money you want you're you're cheering for the Blue Jays to take money away from Vlad because he would be he'd be play, paid the league minimum next year and then three years after that as opposed to this year and three years after that and then start making real money you know at whatever age that at twenty two instead of twenty three like that. Ultimately, what it does is just it takes away career earnings from Vlad, and I, you know he'll probably be fine. But when the object is to do that, so that either that money goes to Rogers or to set up the the idea that Rogers is not going to pay for him to stick around ultimately, and we're just going to acknowledge that and build it in, and so we got to keep him for as long as we can under his first contract because we our expect our expectation is is that he's not going to be around any longer than that that's bullshit and that is not worth cheering for mm-hmm. uh, and even if it means that that you know 6 years 7 years from now i'm like oh god why, why did i why did i want to see guerrero come up in in 29 or 2018 because you know we could have had him for an extra year uh no that's bullshit uh, I, i'm sure that that will be a thing and it's hard to you know that's definitely what Orioles fans are thinking right now. Like, oh, if only we had we had left Manny Machado in the minors for another year, we could have him for this year, and then another year where our team loses a hundred fucking games uh, because they're trash. Uh, Yeah, there was a sign at the game yesterday um, that the "We Want Vlad" sign was set up in in right center field, which I'm kind of surprised they were allowed to keep up. Uh, I saw I was reading a thing had gone back a few days where Ross Atkins feigned. Uh, surprise! He couldn't believe that people were calling for them to skip Triple A. Like, oh, I, I could. I'm kind of paraphrasing his quote and adding my own shitty attitude to yeah, it. But just, just shocked and dismayed that people would suggest that the Blue Jays call up a 19 year old who is hitting literally 400 with power and no strikeouts uh, at Double A as the youngest player in the league. Couldn't believe that they would advocate for him to come right to the big leagues because God knows. Uh, or Juan Soto knows that you can't do that and then hit a home run in your first big league start. And God only knows. Uh, that's just not right. Um, yeah, that's a real slap in the face. I, I, I have a Nationals fan that I interact with regularly. And oh, he made, he yeah. made some comment about um, he's had, he was going to laugh really hard when Soto is up and Vlad is still in the minor leagues. And then it fucking happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't believe that bullshit. Yeah. But uh, well, I mean, they know they we 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 shouldn't we shouldn't mock the Blue Jays. So they did, in fact, promote one of their stars from Double A to Triple A <laughs> today. In fact, yeah, they sure did. Yeah, Sean Reed Foley repeating Double A uh, after a full season of Double A last year with of mm, the results uh, off to a great start for the Fisher Cats. Moved up to Buffalo, got his tits lit. Sure did. Uh, he got lit all the way up in Triple A, which. Is not indicative of his future success. Is one start, maybe a little bit nervous, 
But um, at least somebody's on the way up there. And speaking of which, Bo Bichette hit his first home run of the year. I was, little, I was getting a little worried. Bo Bichette, his numbers have kind of he slumped a little bit. Yeah. I'm not worried about Bo Bichette at I all. I don't think anybody should be yet. Especially as the, the defensive scouting reports just keep coming back better and better. That, to me, is really exciting. That is totally a lot of, thing, yeah. A lot of, like, oh, yeah, no, he looks like a shortstop now, which is yeah. uh, terrific. He well, I, obviously worked very hard. I keep going to the, you know, I think I've quoted it a couple times this year, the Keith Law uh, top 100 comment, which was, you know, if he, if he could be a good defensive second baseman, then he's a superstar. Or, like, if he could be an okay shortstop or, or, or a good second baseman, he's a superstar. And it's like, oh, by the way, it looks like he might be a good defensive shortstop at this point that he's getting to that level. Uh, that's very good. That's a very good sign. You want to see that. You want to see – you want to be like uh, those teams with their damn young prospects coming up and killing it. Fucking Torres is ridiculous as well. One after one after one, one after another. The Yankees, uh, the Yankees are an insanely young team. Yeah, insanely. Like Brett Gardner is the oldest player in the team, other than CC's bat. <laughs> it is nuts. Um, it's crazy. But so, okay. and Brett, Brett Gardner's homegrown. They're all homegrown. The stupid Yankees. Yeah. Other than that Stanton guy. Yeah. Um. And, and so it, it, here's here's the thing about the Vlad thing, which was. Which almost, you know, the pretext, they've done a very good job of, like, creating this pretext for keeping him down, which almost, you know, conned me into into being like, I can kind of see where they're going with this, maybe. Which is, you know, the defense thing is one thing, which is, you know, call him up, don't get me wrong. But, but the, and we've talked about this before, but the, having him be the best he can as a third baseman, that's good. But there was another, somebody brought up the fact that Atkins had also said, you know, talking about being a leader and, and talking about being a teammate. Uh, which okay, that's that, that's a little odd, but you, but you can understand, you know, they they more than the previous regime seem very invested in, uh, you know, they want they want their teams to to win in the you know actually have like minor league championships. They think that there is something to that. The team, the leadership thing, you know, you, you he's not going to walk into the big league clubhouse and suddenly uh, and suddenly be the biggest voice in the room, and maybe that's something that they want to groom him to be i don't know that they necessarily wouldn't be able to do that by having him in the fucking big leagues i think that if they were in a playoff race that would be out the goddamn window but that's a that's a nice that's a nice sort of way to do it to 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 provide a, a pretext for it and then somebody else also mentioned uh, the, i think the same person i was chatting with whose name i forget unfortunately uh mentioned you know going through the league another time maybe having pitchers see him again i'm like okay yeah that you know gotta make sure gotta see if there's that if he fails that challenge, which is obviously mm. absurd, it's like, oh, so what? So this well, time, double A pitchers are notorious for making adjustments on the fly <laughs> so this, to like generational talent hitters with an eighty grade bat. Yeah. <laughs> this time he might hit three fifty. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but but these um, but these are the things that are you know that the Blue Jays have to sort of have, have out there uh, so, because it's obviously there there is no good reason to not have him at least in double or in triple A by this point. I don't think. Uh, but they can't have him in AAA because then he's so close to the big leagues that they're you know what is the excuse for not having him there? They need it's like it's like when they is when you, when they keep a manager around because that's the guy who's going to be the fall guy eventually. Double A is going to mm. be the fall guy for why they weren't able to eventually get him to the big leagues this year. That's my concern. The you you mentioned the leadership thing, and there's a part of me that is worried. That that's actually the route that they're going 
which is maybe he's maybe there's an attitude adjustment. And I'm waiting for something. I, I made the joke today about a courageous journalist who's going to say the reason that they haven't called him up is because he's got a big ego and he thinks he's too good for double A or whatever. Well, he but is. then of course I was <laughs> so, he is. No, uh, I was then pointed in the direction of, of um, uh, John Taylor's piece. Wait. Oh, oh, no, John Taylor's website. piece at SI was great. No, someone yeah, else yeah. is concerned that somebody else kind of breathed into one of their, a local columnist breathed in a late reference to maybe he's too fat, um, which is, uh, well, he's a big dude. I can't see that ever changing. He's never not going to be a very large, our largest son. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you are really hung up on his size, maybe don't be. Um, I think that's about it. Are we for this one? So we're not hmm? going to we're not going to rip on Simmons for the uh, for the Vlad thing. We don't. Uh, have to. We yeah, don't have to. There there are interesting tidbits in that story. There were is actually, what I'll say. Yeah, there were. Like it was interesting the way that it was written and the way that it was phrased. In that, like as if the the Blue Jays were deserving of extra credit for paying the penalty because the he the, he was it's billed as he's the seven million dollar man even though it, he he only got like what two and a half. Yeah, uh, and also and then all, all these <laughs> all the the seven million dollars is in Canadian funds, which, as we know, is the the standard reporting style for Major League Baseball money. Which I, I just found that odd, yeah. like as though the Blue Jays deserve extra credit for for having to pay out of pocket to get this once in a lifetime um, prospect that they were competing with all the other teams with and sending guys on New Year's Day in mosquito nets into <laughs> to the DR. Uh, to visit the family compound, it's but uh, of, read that story. Just read that story. Just be yeah. Just be aware that one of the two uh, guys <laughs> with a byline on it. I like I like Rob Longley's stuff. I think it's been good. But one of them, one of them's real tired from all the water he's carrying for Paul Beeston. All right, yeah. You should read that thing. Read the story. Read the, the Longley and uh, whatever the story in the Sun about the mission to go and sign him. But the one thing you should read, I, I didn't know that uh, Bob Elliott was writing for uh, CBC. Oh, yeah. Elliott, Elliott filed like a mailbag column that was, it's incredible. It's got all this stuff about uh, Otani. It was, it was an art, a story all about Otani. It's got all these great Bob Elliott quotes that like nobody else in the world's getting any of these quotes. Um, it's incredible. And it was also that it, um, there was a, a former uh, or a, like a well-known Japanese writer who told mm-hmm. Elliot that yeah. like he thought that the Jays were going to get Otani, that they went in so hard on him. They scouted him. They did. They whined and dined. And the Angels did nothing. And then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a tough so one. it's like really bad for the soul. But it's a really, really interesting read. It's really cool. So I, so read that on the CBC. I think Dan, I think Dan Evans does have a, you know, uh, does do fine work for the Blue Jays over there. I think that people Well, obviously not think. fucking fine enough, all right? <laughs> the heart wants what because, it wants. Well, <laughs> they, 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 they didn't have, they don't have the same option of having Mike Trout FaceTime in during like, the big pitch <laughs> meeting, which uh, apparently worked. Anyway, I hope, I hope that if you're a Blue Jays fan and you had, and you did go down to one of the games, you enjoyed it because uh, it's pretty fun to watch him do his thing and uh, Trout as well. Um, but it sucks that the Blue Jays are bad, and now we spent an hour and uh, seven minutes blowing them up. But uh, <laughs> but so that's how it goes, right? That's how it goes. For the next several episodes at least, I'm sure. Oh, only about another 40 or so. And then it'll be <laughs> opening day, and we'll be all full of joy. Um, anything else? Anything else you got to add? No, I don't think I do.
One thing I'll add, I, I actually visited the Leftfield Brewery on the weekend, oh, the long weekend, and it was uh, it was delightful. Place is great, beer's good. Uh, as we all know, we've had a, they were all, all used to be back in the day. They would be always at the uh, the pitch talks events. But um, yeah, if you're in Toronto, make sure you check out Leftfield, our mm-hmm. homies. They're on uh, on Ger- on Greenwood, Greenwood and Gerard. I was over in the East End like an alien wandering around. Lovely. Not knowing what I what I was looking at, but uh, well, I, yeah. oh, I I do have uh, I do have a thing, which is that mm. uh, I don't know if it's up yet, but I took part in uh, the athletic did a mock draft. The uh, MLB draft is coming up. Mm. Um, I, I I so I you know I picked on behalf of the Blue Jays. Uh, I picked a player that uh, that allowed me to make a joke I wanted to make, but also probably isn't the type of player that the Blue Jays will pick, and I think. Uh, I think people will call me on that, but I don't give a shit. But but also, um, uh, you know, doing the doing the draft was every you know there was somebody from each city that the athletic covers, which at this point is a whole lot of MLB cities. But filling in for the cities that uh, we don't have anybody in uh, was uh, Jim Bowden, former former GM Jim Bowden, and it, mm-hmm. it, it happened to be that the Jays had the twelfth pick and Bowden had eleven and thirteen. So my my mock draft was. Uh, I was just trying to trying to. He, he fucked me with the pick. He, he totally took the pick. I was the guy I was going to take. Fucking Bowden. Uh, <laughs> but so hopefully I got a little revenge with the guy I took afterwards. Uh, but it was just a little surreal, being like, "Oh yeah, just doing doing a mock draft with this GM guy here." Who did you uh, Who did you pick? Prep arm. That uh, high t- risk. Of course, I took a prep high risk arm. profile. Yeah, a yeah, little bit, a <laughs> little bit. Sweet. All right, so yeah, go to the athletic to read that. Read the read my Jose Bautista story on Vice, and read Bob Elliott writing about Shohei Otani because it's great fun. Um, and yeah, that's it. That's it for this episode of, of Birds All Day. Thank you, everybody. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, I don't know. They got to play the Red Sox now. <laughs> Phillies first, God. but yeah. Oh yeah, Phillies. Three games in Philadelphia. That'll be an emotional one, I'm sure. Tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure there will be lots of uh, Roy Holiday remembrances, and that will suck. But uh, at the same time, probably be uh, absolutely worth watching. So, enjoy the games of the weekend. We'll talk to you uh, next week on Birds All Day. Yeah.